Welcome to Feel, Pray, Love, a podcast devoted to bravely looking beneath the surface of ourselves and the world around us. This is a place where emotions are valued messengers, where life never happens on accident, and where every single part of you is welcomed. Thank you for being exactly who you are and for showing up here today. My name is Nikki Sunshine, your host. Take my hand. And together, we will rise in love. Hello, 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 gorgeous, beautiful souls. Welcome back. This is the Feel, Pray, Love podcast with your humbled host, Nikki Sunshine here. And I am coming at you from a beautiful, beautiful day in Bali We've had sun, we've had rain, and now it's just that incredible calm after the storm. I feel so blessed to be here and to be living here on this beautiful island in this incredible home. And yeah, it has me just reflecting on how I got here and what part of my growth enabled me to step into this level of a magnificent life. And I won't go really into it here because it's so deeply related to today's episode. So today I'm talking about control, paradox of control, the fallacy of control. And within that, the way in which when we release control how we actually get that which we were seeking through control. Okay, so that is the paradox. and I'll go deeply into it on today's episode. I'll also talk about the root of most of the controlling patterns I see out there in people that I work with, that I um, connect with in my life. So this is a really juicy episode because I know so many of you out there deal with this. Your heart yearns to just let the fuck go. And to just let your aligned truth fall into your life and to open to the gifts that God, the universe, wants to shower you with. And yet, it feels terrifying to do that. It feels fucking terrifying. So how do you do it? That's what we're going to go into this week. So please stay tuned to the end. Every single piece of this transmission is very important. Now, a couple quick announcements. Uh, If you're loving the episode, as always, please leave a rating and review on Apple, iTunes, on Spotify. Pause this episode right now. Take a screenshot. Throw it up on your Instagram stories. Tag me, Heart Womb Healing. Tag the podcast Instagram, newly made podcast Instagram, which is at Feel, Pray, Love Podcast. And let others know what you be jamming to. Um, So very, very, very helpful for spreading this message far and wide and getting these episodes into the ears of those who need to hear them. So your help is appreciated. Finally, you'll hear this mentioned a couple times in today's episode, but my upcoming five-week program, Her Reclamation, is about a week to 10 days from kickoff. Um depending on exactly when this episode goes out. I don't do that anymore. My team does, so I don't have the exact dates fresh in my mind. But this program was designed to guide and empower women back into their sacred feminine essence. The one who softly surrenders to the flow of life, to the penetrations of God's life to the penetration of God's light and gifts. Okay, this is for the woman who's tired of feeling so tense and rigid, who 
was tired of worrying about her family, money, her life, how's everything going to work out, that anxious, worried energy is an expression of the wounded feminine. And this five-week embodiment program, you guys know me, this isn't a mindset course, this is an embodiment living experience, is designed to guide you back into your whole sacred feminine essence. She who magnetizes her desires with out space and time through the quantum. She who is an absolute magnet for divine conscious masculine beings to come into her field. She who feels safe to rest, who feels safe to let go, who feels safe to relax. This is who the program is designed for. This has been my personal journey over the last year and a half, specifically in my life, in my area of study for many years. And this is my gift to you. So if you feel that soul calling and then your mind goes into the worry, well, what if I don't have the money? What if I don't have the time? What if it doesn't work? Know that that worrying, anxious mind is a manifestation of the wounded feminine. And so trust that soul's calling, that soul's yearning that says, hmm, is that for me? And reach out to me on Instagram via email and let's work through those blockages together because I know this program was designed for a group of women and if you're one of them, it is of service to the greatest good, your greatest evolution to be in there. So let's get you in there, girl. Okay, I love you. Enjoy this week's transmission. <sighs> Sacred rising, blessed evening to you wherever you are in the world tuning in right now and thank you for being here today I feel deeply called to speak to the paradox of control the paradox of control and this is such an alive conversation for me right now as it seems that everyone I'm meeting with, connecting with, um, doing work or sessions with, is stuck in this paradox of control. And of course I know it so well because I lived in this paradox for a very long time. Most of my most of my life thus far. And so I want to talk about why I call this a paradox. And I want to also address the illusion of control. There's this belief we have about what our life will look like if we can control it all. And that belief is simply an illusion. And so I'm here to bring truth to this paradox and to shed light on what I really see is going on underneath the surface. Because as you know, this podcast is dedicated to looking beneath the surface of the world we live in, of our own experience. Hmm. So, when I meet someone, okay, let's start with this. I know the moment I meet someone if they are stuck in control patterns. And I know it because there's an aura. There's a very specific aura and I can feel just within one minute of meeting someone if they are trying to control their life and stuck in control patterns, okay? So the aura, the energetic of someone who is trying to control is rigid, tense, tight, um, closed, 
Okay. So there's this like rigid tension I can feel like, oh, like I can't quite get in there. It doesn't feel very open to me. And I know that many of us, many of the humans out there in the world are in these control patterns and they see the way that these controlling patterns cause destruction in their relationships, in their mental health, in their work, in their day-to-day flow. And yet, they feel unable to let that go, right? It's like consciously they're like, yeah, I I really want to let go of control. I really just want to surrender and be and, and, and let the flow move through my life. And yet, when they try and do that in the actual physical realm, they cannot. So I'm also going to address why that happens. Um, Why you might want to let go of control, but you find it almost impossible to do so. So most of us control. Okay, let let me back up here. The idea that you can or ever will have any control over your life is a fallacy. It's an illusion. It's simply not true. And you can go into these patterns where you try to control the outcome of every little thing and you try to control your bank account and you try to control the way your partner acts and you try to control the way people talk to you and you try to control yourself and your eating habits and your daily schedule and you limit yourself and you try to control it all and you might feel like for fleeting moments like yeah I got this in control but my love the truth is that None of us have control. None of us actually have control. If we actually had control, things that just happen, that seem to come out of nowhere and basically knock you on your feet or knock you into your grave wouldn't happen, right? All these forces of nature, natural disasters, sudden death, um, unexplainable things, relationships ending, jobs ending, all of these things that seem to happen wouldn't happen if you really had control, right? It's like, okay, let's give a couple examples. So I'll start with an example from my own life. I had a really painful childhood. And so somewhere in there, I started to wonder and believe, okay, if I do good, if I volunteer, if I do good, if I'm kind to everybody, then nothing bad will happen to me like like the tragic occurrings of my childhood, right? And so I became a very kind person, a very people-pleasing person, and I volunteered my time, and I, and I basically became a conduit for doing good things. And I believed this was my way of trying to control my life and saying, well, if I do good, nothing bad will happen. And then when I was 16 years old, I was drugged and raped by a group of men I had just met. And when I was 23 years old, my mom died suddenly. And when I was 24 years old, I had my heart shattered. And again, when I was 27 years old, I had my heart shattered. So if I really had control and if I could, if I could say, okay, I'm going to be a good person and bad things won't happen to me, none of those things would have happened, right? But they did. Maybe you've said, okay, I am not going to lose my job, so I'm going to be the best employee ever. And you show up early and you leave late and you get all the reports done and then still somehow you end up losing your job. You get fired, there's budget cuts, something like that. I know there's millions of people who have had that experience. Okay, so these are all 
examples of demonstrating the fact that we don't have control. We do not have control. And that's why I call the idea of control an illusion because in the end there is a force that is greater than all of us that is guiding our lives to unfold in such a way that we can experience the greatest growth and evolution possible. Let me say that again. There is a force greater than us, more powerful than us in these human bodies that is guiding our lives and everything that happens in such a way so that we receive the most potent opportunities for transformation, for growth, for evolution. Because that's why we came here. Each of us made an agreement before we came, before we entered the human body and forgot who we were, that said, I want to grow, I want to evolve, I want to be of service. And the journey of life on this planet is to basically come into Earth, forget all of that, get stuck in the matrix, become programmed from society, from our parents, from our pain, and then to make our way back to our true whole nature through healing and to remember why we're really here. And there's a point in your evolutionary path where you just know this. Not conceptually in your mind, but you just know this in your body. And you just know that everything that happens is an opportunity for you to evolve and grow more deeply. And so it doesn't take the pain away. I still have pain when a relationship ends or when, um, or when something doesn't go my way or when somebody dies or when you know, a work opportunity doesn't work out or, or, or whatever the case may be. I still have pain. But underneath that pain, there's a knowing and there's a trust. Because I'm like, yeah, this is what happens. Life hands me opportunities that challenge me in such a way where I can grow and I can deepen my understanding of myself in the world. And there's a point in your journey where you just realize like, yeah, the highs don't last and the lows don't last. So I don't expect in my evolution that I'm ever going to reach a place in this lifetime where everything's just chilling. I might have weeks or months of that, maybe even years, but... I know in order for evolution to continue that that space must get stirred up. And I'm okay with that. I remember very vividly an experience like this. Um, it's now been over a year since me and my previous partner, Warren, separated and him and I moved on to this beautiful mountain house together. Those of you who've been following this journey for a while know um, I lived in the beautiful Colorado Rocky Mountains in a gorgeous home. And I had this incredible bedroom with like a porch overlooking the Great Divide and steam shower. I mean, I was really just like living my dream in Colorado. And I had this incredible partner who I love dearly so much and... It just really felt like a dream. It's like, this is the most incredible life can get. And, you know, we had our, our conflicts and I had my challenges. I was starting a business that needed to be worked out. But the, 
the general feeling was like, damn, life is fucking fly. (laughs) Like life is the shit. And I remember wondering and pondering about this towards the end of our three years together on that mountaintop. I, I actually remember thinking, you know, life has been such a dream up here for like three years. I wonder what's going to happen. I remember pondering that and I wasn't, I wasn't thinking about it in a way where I became fearful and braced myself and depressed about it. But I just said, you know, like I remember thinking something's must happen because I can feel it's been, it's been just so good and chill and easy for so long. And to be honest with you, I was starting to feel almost a desire for something to shake things up. Like, okay, like, you know, I'm a content creator. I'm a mentor. I, I write, I make the podcast and I felt almost like I didn't have content to share on because it was just like, yeah, life's amazing. I'm on this mountain with the love of my life. What's up? Um, (laughs) yeah. So life ebbs and flows it always will and when when you really realize that in your body not just in your mind there's a way in which you'll become more likely to ease in and lean into those painful shifts and challenges as they arise those painful life transforming moments you're in between jobs and you don't know what's next you just had your heart broken you're feeling called to move across the country or move across the world and you you feel scared but you know it's the right decision. You feel called to invest in yourself through a retreat, through a program, through a coach or mentor and it scares you shitless to make that investment but you can feel there's something on the other side. These moments become easier to lean into when you when you realize and fully accept like, yeah, this is life. This is the game of life. So let's bring this back to control. Control comes from a place of fear and it comes from a place of not feeling safe. And they're almost one and the same. So let's start with the safety because I believe truly and deeply that the root of everything is safety. In other words, you cannot begin to heal or open or soften your rough edges or surrender if you are inherently feeling unsafe in your body. So most I'm going to talk about women because that's who I work with primarily. Most women I speak to, the minute we hop on a call, I just had one this morning, and they want to figure out why they feel anxious or they want to figure out the job thing or their money story or this or that. And I look at them and I can see in their aura that they don't feel safe. So what happens when we don't feel safe I won't go too deep into it because uh, you can tune in to, I think two weeks ago I put an episode out all about safety. So go listen to that. But when we're not safe, our body basically is bracing itself. Our nervous system is reacting and preparing to fight, flight, or fight. Fight, flight, or freeze. <laughs> um, and so we're in this tense, braced ready to pounce, ready to react, state, beingness. And from this place, it is impossible to be fully present. It is impossible to be in your body and to feel and to navigate and to heal because our sympathetic nervous system response, that's the fight, flight, or freeze, was designed to tense our body and prepare it to fight back, whatever the threat is, and to put us into our brain so we can come up with a quick solution. So a lot of people who feel really, really anxious and they're like, oh, I'm always in my head, this, that, this, that. Oftentimes when I work with those people, I'm like, oh, well, you don't feel safe. So you're, you can't feel your body because you're not in your body. Right? 
When we don't feel safe in our body, we often leave our bodies. So, if you don't feel safe, your mind is constantly trying to find a way for you to feel safe. It's like, I don't feel safe, I don't feel safe, I don't feel safe. Okay, maybe I can do this, maybe I can do that. Now, this is all happening unconsciously, but what happens consciously, one example is you become very controlling. Okay, so you don't feel safe in your body, which brings about a lot of fear. And so you start to try and control because you believe, okay, if I can just control everything, I can relax. If I can just keep everything under control, I can finally relax. So control is a fallacy, number one, because we don't actually have control, period. There's no ifs, ands, or buts around that. None of us have control. And number two, because you think control will make you feel safe enough to relax, but it won't. That's the other fallacy. We think if we control if we can keep everything under control, we'll finally be able to relax. But the truth is, you will be able to relax when you feel safe. So again, this goes back to safety. Safety, safety, safety first. You find if you take some time to address your safety and learn how to embody safety in your body, not just conceptually, right? Embody safety. And you learn how to soothe your nervous system on the day-to-day when you find yourself in traffic or you have a big fight or you're stressed out at work. And you start living from a place of, of your parasympathetic nervous system, which is just feeling more safe you'll actually find that you naturally desire to control less. Hello, my loves. Please pardon this brief interruption on today's episode. I am here for the last chance to get yourself into my upcoming five-week group program for women called Her Reclamation. This is my soul's gift to the world. It was created from spirit, through me, and it's here to serve you who doesn't feel safe in her body, to you, for you who feels tense, rigid, and exhausted, for you who is tired of doing it all and trying to take care of it all, and who yearns to be able to surrender softly and open up to the infinite gifts that the world is waiting to give you. For you, who is ready to attract that masculine, conscious man into your life and is sick and tired of attracting partners and men who are shaky, unstable, and unable to stand strong and grounded in the wake of your feminine storm, this program was designed for you. So, we're going to go into safety. We are going to embody safety together for five weeks. We're going to go into the paradox of control and the art of surrender. We're going to explore different pleasure pathways in the body as to expand our body's capacity to hold pleasure. And of course, we're going to integrate all of these teachings into an embodied natural way that you can live from your sacred feminine essence. So my loves, there's more information in the link for this week's show notes. If you're listening to this episode, we're already at the third price tier and you have maybe less than a week to get in. So if you're feeling this call, if you're feeling that tingle in your soul, that means that this program was designed for you and you are intended to be there. So reach out to me. Together we can work through any fears that are stopping you from saying yes to yourself, from saying yes to your soul. And together we were, we will enter this beautiful healing portal together starting the week of February 22nd. So 
click that link for more info. Reach out to me with questions. I love you. I adore you. I see you. Now, back to this week's episode. So, the paradox of control is this. You believe that by controlling and micromanaging every little thing, you'll finally be able to relax. So you control, you control, you micromanage, you micromanage. And you find surrender incredibly difficult from this space, right? We're trying to control everything. It's almost impossible to let go. So maybe you've just lost your job. And instead of allowing any space for relaxation in between your next job and instead of allowing any space for the universe to bring you an opportunity you immediately stay up all night filling out job applications for jobs that you don't really want right so we believe that if we can control and micromanage our reality enough we'll be able to relax and yet When we live in this micromanaging, controlling energetic, what usually happens is it puts a toll on our relationships, puts a toll on our mental health, it puts a toll on our physical health. We become exhausted, we become overwhelmed, we become stressed out. And then we're in this fleeting, stressed out, exhausted, confused, relationally tense. Maybe we're fighting with our partner or our parents or or our co-workers. And so then we think, okay, I need to control more so I can finally relax. And we try to control even more and we surrender even less. And as we deepen our control patterns, it perpetuates this feeling of tense rigidity in our physical, mental, spiritual, relational, emotional worlds. And so this is the paradox. It's like, ooh, if I control a little bit more, I can finally relax. And yet that very control is what stops you from being able to relax. You see that? Hmm. Not to mention... Why would you want to control anyway? Right? Let's really think about this for a minute. Do you really think and believe that you will do a better job at your life than our creator? Do you actually believe that you are more equipped to guide yourself toward a life that is in alignment with your soul than the force that created us. Sit with that for a moment. Feel into that. Who's going to do a better job of guiding you towards a life that is in alignment with your soul, with your joy, with love, stressed out you, or God, the universe, our creator, consciousness? Oh, we've got rain. Okay, I've made it inside. <laughs> a beautiful tropical rainstorm came down on my garden podcast recording party. So, to come right back to where I left off, who do you think is going to do a better job, right? I believe that was the question. So, now I want to talk about what happens when we let go of control and how that changes our life. Okay. So 
again, controlling energy, me trying to control everything, has the energetic of rigidity, tense, tightness, closed, right? And that becomes the aura that I wear around the world. And that becomes the magnet for which I put out into the universe. Tight, rigid, closed, unsafe, never enoughness, all of that. So I've talked, I think, in recent episodes about how we wear our beliefs and those beliefs that we wear in our body become an aura that we project out into the world. So if I believe I can't trust anyone, I have to do everything on my own. I need to make everything happen. I can't surrender. I'm not safe. Those are the things I believe. I will wear those beliefs in my body. And those beliefs will create the aura in which I project out to, into the world. So in this case, again, it's closed. It's rigid. It's tight. Now, the feminine. I'm going to talk about the feminine, which is the feminine essence that exists in all of us. Her natural aura, her natural way of being is wide open, receptive, ready to receive, surrendered, and trusting of the divine masculine's guiding force in her life. So how I think of myself in this, um, in this example here is, I am the divine feminine. Personally, I'm someone who resonates more deeply with my feminine. Of course, I have masculine in me too, but I resonate more deeply with the divine feminine. So I am her. And God, which is the term that resonates for me, you might use universe, consciousness, creator, whatever works for you. God is the divine masculine. And when I am softly surrendered into my open natural essence, he is just waiting to penetrate my life, literally fill my life with his divine masculine gifts of protection, of providing, of abundance, of money, of joy, of sexy men and relationships and all the things, right? That's the natural dance of the masculine and feminine essence. The feminine wants to be filled the feminine wants to be filled and the masculine wants to fill, to provide, to protect, okay? So if I'm wearing this closed, rigid, tight, tense aura, I picture God outside of me like, okay, um, yeah, I, I really want to fill you with everything you've asked for, the millions of dollars, the sexy relationship, the super aligned job, the beautiful home, but I... There's, I can't really fit it, Ugh, like trying to fit it into this tense, closed, rigid, energetic. I'm speaking in energy here, so I hope this is easy to, underst or easy to understand, you're able to understand. Um, so what happens when I soften and surrender into my natural feminine, ease-filled, receptive state? And I let go of the need to control because I know with certainty and I trust with every ounce of my heart that I am taken care of. I am provided for. So because I trust that I'm able to open fully and I expand my body's capacity to hold all of the gifts and the millions of dollars in the sexy relationship. And here I am wide open and ready to receive the penetration of God's light, God's gifts. What happens then? Then I literally start to receive everything I've desired. I become a magnet for my desires. Because I'm like, 
okay, God, I'm here. Take me. I'm yours. Fill my life. I trust you. I open. I release control. I'm surrendered. I trust you. Let me have it. Right? God's like, great. Boom. Here you go. But when I'm controlling and tight and tense and rigid, it's like, I don't trust you. You don't have my back. I have to take care of anything or I have to take care of everything. Right? Like who wants to give to that energy? It's not a receptive energy. When I'm in my control patterns, typically the beliefs I'm holding that is, are associated with those patterns aren't beliefs that have me feeling very receptive or willing to receive. Maybe you can relate. Maybe you find yourself feeling tense and controlling and rigid and you also notice that it's very difficult for you to receive. Be it a compliment or a gift or a favor or a million fucking dollars. So the core of the paradox is that in finally letting go of your control patterns and embodying the art of surrender, you would find that you'd finally have everything you were looking for through your control patterns. So I hear the question in my field already, so I'm going to name it. It's like, okay, Nikki, that's great. And how am I supposed to let go? Like I try to, I try to release control, but it feels so scary. I feel overwhelmed. I lose, I lose myself. Like I really can't let go. How do I let go then? And what I would say to that is you've got to start with safety. You must start with safety in your root, in your body, because if you don't feel safe, you will not let go. Your nervous system is stronger than your will. So if your nervous system is like in sympathetic response and it's in fight, flight, or freeze and it's tense and it's braced and it's ready to react and then you say, I want to just relax and open my body and open my yoni and lay here and sip a, sip a glass of wine and just totally relax, you won't be able to if your nervous system is trying to survive, if it's in survival mode. So it's so important to begin with safety and to begin with bringing awareness to your nervous system and your body. And to bring awareness to how safe do I feel in every moment. And to learn how to practice safety in your life. Right? There's ways we can work with safety from the outside, like our environment and our relationships. And there's ways we can work with safety on the inside, like soothing our nervous system. So if this is of interest to you and you're ready to create safety in your body and your life, I highly recommend my upcoming program, Her Reclamation. This is what it's about. It's a living practice of embodying safety. So if you're listening to this, I think I, I think I made a mistake earlier in the episode, but I think you have about a week to get in if you're listening to this, or a week and a half. So that is the foundation of this five-week program. And once we are embodying safety, then we'll go into the art of surrender and opening and softening so that we can receive the gifts of the conscious divine masculine 
in our lives, in our yoni, in our heart. We can receive the abundance. We can receive the relationships. We can receive the guidance, all of it. Hmm. Yeah. And one final note I, I will say is that I'll just leave on a personal note here. For myself, deciding to retire my need for control was one of the most profound decisions of my life. And I felt so scared, so fucking scared, so fucking scared. The first time I really did that in a big way was when I came to Bali right after my separation with Warren and I was so confused and I thought I needed to do this, that, and this, and I needed to get a new house and ground down. That was my control, right? Well, this will help me feel safe. And, and God was like, no, get rid of your shit and go across the world. And it all happened so fast. And I just remember feeling so scared. But I chose in that moment to surrender and, and trust, even though I was frightened. Because I had just come out of this relationship where it's like, I did everything right in that relationship, you know? My controlling side was like, I was a good girlfriend. I kept the house clean. I made dinner. I loved him. I supported him. He had to work all the time. I supported him in that. He wanted to go out and party a lot. I supported him in that. I was a quote-unquote good girlfriend. So the controlling part of me thought, cool, this relationship's indestructible. And yet, that relationship had to end. And that really fucking showed me like, wow, I have no control. You know, I was so scared for my heart to be broken again. It was broken in the relationship before my relationship with Warren that I decided to become the best girlfriend ever. And I supported my partner even when my heart was saying, you're going to go out with another woman that you're attracted to all night till five in the morning and party late. That doesn't feel in alignment with the partnership I want. That was my heart. But my control patterns said, you better just support him. You need to be the most supportive girlfriend ever so that you don't lose this relationship and have your heart broken. So I was, I became that. I was extremely supportive of everything even at the expense of my heart. And then in the end, the relationship had to end anyway. And it's like, well, shit. Fuck it, I said. All right, you want me to go to a foreign country I've never been to by myself and get rid of all my shit and leave, like, basically have the breakup, move out of the house, get rid of my stuff, and then just leave? Okay. I just surrendered. And that began my journey over this last year and a half of embodying pure surrender and trust and... This has been the most profound year and a half of my life. I'm living in Bali in this incredible, beautiful nature, nature paradise. And I have an incredible community of earth custodians up here. And I'm volunteering for an organization that I love. And I'm in a beautiful, deep relationship with this Balinese woman who embodies the conscious masculine in a way that I've never experienced before with all the men I've dated. She has that unwavering, grounded presence in the midst of my storm. She stays so calm and just looks into my soul and is like, mm-hmm, okay, tell me more. And it creates such a foundation of trust and safety in our relationship that I'm able to open sexually emotionally in such a way where I've experienced sensations of God moving through me that I've never experienced in the physical with a partner. 
And none of this would be here if I was still trapped in the paradox of my own controlling patterns. So this is why I feel so passionate about this work. And this is why I'm bringing this work into the physical. And so I hope if this is the work that lay at the foot of your precious body, that you step into this healing portal with me and join me. Hmm. Okay, my loves, this feels complete. Thank you so much for being here. I love you so very much. And I'll catch you in the next episode. Hmm. <sighs> Let's take one more deep rooting, grounding breath together. Allowing the wisdom, the knowings, the remembrances from this week's transmission to land fully in your body. And if you felt recognition, resonance, or something come up for you during this episode, my invitation this week and every week is to allow yourself some space after you end this recording to reflect, do a short sitting in silence meditation, get your journal out, allow yourself to feel whatever's arising. And let your life become a living practice of the feminine who is deeply devoted to her healing and willing to give herself space and time to reflect, to lean in, to understand. Mm. Okay, my loves, I love you honor you, all parts of you. I bow in deep, deep reverence to your unique healing journey, to every single expression of you that comes forward in your experience. I thank you for saying yes to your soul today. And I will catch you